Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. There's no such nothing to do. Since there's nothing to discuss, uh, yeah, that's, that's a fucking solid start. Yeah, <laughs> I can edit that out. Since there's nothing to discuss, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Welcome everybody to Two Towns Over. I am Father Donathan. I am Josh, also known as Abracadabra Haunter Ginger. There you go. So, for those of you who keep up with us, you know that last Wednesday we released the episode. Pokemon are the devil and what tends to happen when you have an overt militant atheist um, who is also hey, a huge whoa, fan whoa 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 <laughs> whoa whoa recovered 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 militant atheist who is also a huge fan of Japanese animation uh, you tend to get what we have today which is part two to a mid did you did you write this roast for me like in advance what the fuck no, but i've been i've been thinking about it all week <laughs> but, no no uh you get what we, i think this is the first time we've ever had a midweek that we did a part two on as a full episode we had midweeks that became yeah. full episodes that i started as a midweek and realized there's a lot more here than just you know a 20 minute episode like uh, right, what was it? What was his name? Elmer McCurdy, the the yeah 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 yeah. So, but uh, so what we're gonna do is that Josh uh, wrote a script, uh, basically going a little bit deeper into the theories and the bullshittery that uh, has... I, I wanted to go. I I wanted to go because we we touched on one particular article that was a prime right. example of this type right. of shit. But I, I wanted to kind of touch a little bit on all the different nonsense that's come out about Pokemon being evil or satanic over over the years since literally it's it's coming up on thirty years God, since Pokemon right. came out. Right. And I think it was fairly quickly because I remember there's a video and maybe you talk about him. The pastor with the, has the glorious mullet. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. him. Um, that was in the '90s, wasn't it? That video. Mm-hmm. So it oh, wasn't yeah. long after Pokemon came out that they were no talking about it's, it. We'll we'll get into it, and I have All interjections, right. which luckily I saved a bit for myself to say because. We don't have Ruben this week, so you're yeah. reading me a script that I wrote. <laughs> yeah, which is weird and kind of meta for us, but yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> it is. This I'm is doing... experimental art. <laughs> yes. Uh, eventually, we will bring out the saxophone player um, who will play <laughs> background. It's it's and... just uh, l- legally distinct careless whisper. <laughs> In a lower key, like our final call yeah. theme. <laughs> it's like an octave and a half down right. and with a couple of notes changed. So, um, like any good Josh script, this one has a title, and that title is uh-huh. Anything is Satanic if You're Full of Shit. And according to the script, uh, Josh had help with this episode, and Capone, uh-huh. his cat, helped. I'm assuming this string of zeros. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those uh like twelve lines of zeros are from where uh, I I also I don't know if you got the notification on your phone, uh from where I was trying to sign into the the Google account 
to write yes. that last night. I was wondering what the and, hell happened. <laughs> yeah, it was because he wouldn't get off of the keyboard while I was trying to type the password. So right. I I got it wrong three times in a row because he wouldn't leave me alone. And <laughs> I had to verify it from my phone because luckily my phone is also officially right. I think all three part of, us are of part of the Google. It. Yeah. Yeah, it is. All right. So after we recently discussed one particular example of religious zealotry reaching its grimy clutches out and grabbing hold of Pokemon, we really started itching to dig into some more of it. Acting as a sort of a very late and hyper-specific addendum to our Satanic Panic episode about evil toys, we're going to take a little jaunt through the ages of Pokemon, which is actually fitting when you think about it. Because this Isn't episode will drop on New Year's Day, or New Year's Eve. Yeah. So the last episode of the year will be another Satanic Panic episode. Yeah, if this only I had <laughs> occurred to me. Yeah, if only I hadn't deleted the Satanic Panic logo and theme music. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, good to be rid of the logo since we're uh, (laughs) not allowed to use that anymore. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're going to take a little jaunt through the ages of Pokemon demonization. But before we can get (laughs) Pokemon demonetization, (laughs) is is that what you Uh, were about to say? Yes, it was. We'll have to quickly (laughs) cover the actual origins of the series. Not just because Josh is a tease, but because the real, more wholesome story deserves its time before we see it get warped into a plot to convert children to Satanism. Yep, now, I had uh, I had actually never heard of part of this. It was uh, it was really cool. I've never heard any. The only poke. Okay, this is gonna really fucking piss you off. My only exposure to Pokemon was the Detective Pokemon movie with Ryan Reynolds. That. That's not that upsetting to me. I, there are Pokemon fans that are like super weird purists about it. Like people who swear to God up and down that Gen 1 was the only good Pokemon generation. People who care way too much about which, uh, what, what their favorite uh, release of the games was. They're so fucking weird people who say that the the new pokemon suck like you know what there's a pokemon in the the newest generation that is literally just a flamingo it's just a flamingo there is well, nothing special about it it's at fine some point, at some point they have to get bored i mean they have to be running out of things to make pokemon out of yeah there's like Haven't a thousand like now Geodude in Gen 1 was a rock with arms. That's it. Right. So, so Pokemon as a franchise is a little older than Josh, which is not that young anymore, but a bit younger than Ruben, which is not that young anymore. On February 27th, 1996, now it is that that's up for debate because if you want to take the the age of Pokemon, like it it depends on where we're going to consider conception here. Uh, Pokemon was conceived as an idea in like the mid 80s I want to say when Game Freak Studios was established but then it was in development for a long time before 1996 when the first games actually released gotcha so, on February 27th, 1996, Japanese game development studio Game Freak released a pair of RPGs named Pokemon Red and Pokemon Green. The and concept... Uh, fuck, fuck me up, I typed it wrong. They were actually called Pocket Monsters Red and Pocket Monsters Green. Okay. Uh, the concept came from the studio's president, Satoshi Tajiri's childhood fascination yeah, with finding and catching... Finding and catching cool. I know if I fuck up Japanese names, I'm going to get my ass handed to me on this show. So, so I'm not going to hand your ass to you. I'm going <laughs> to politely pat you on it and correct you. It's <laughs> it's going to be very gentle. Oh, oh my God. I got it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have to get myself on a tangent. So I don't know if you can see I'm wearing my Mothman T-shirt today. No, so you, you I don't turn to... your camera on. I just sit here and perform for you on my camera. Oh. I don't know how to hold on. That would explain why you weren't uh, responding to my Bob Ross uh, bobblehead 
So there you oh go. no, yeah, there you go. Oh my yeah, god, so, I forgot you cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I I'm forgot. <laughs> and what really it looks, pisses it me looks off. good. It looks good, mind no, you. It, it just it just shocked me. No, it does. Don't shake your head at me. It looks good. <laughs> it just really fucked me up. <laughs> I, yeah, I forgot. It, it still fucks me up every day when I get up and look in the mirror and I'm like, God, fuck. Yeah. Do, do you ever but, do this number where you go to push it out of your face and it's no, not there? No, but every, every time I put a shirt on, I reach back to pull my hair yep. out of my shirt uh-huh. and it's not there. Anyway, so I'm wearing my Mothman as my spirit animal t-shirt and I went to the dispensary today and... uh the woman that was the woman that was working there, she saw my shirt and she goes, "Oh, I know some people who live in Mount or in uh, West Virginia and, and they love the Mothman." Mm-hmm. And literally, it was one of those you vomited out. Oh like, no, Don! Like, yeah. you didn't tell her you touched the butt. <laughs> yes, I did. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." I went up there and, uh, well, at first, I said I own a, um, I have a podcast. We do urban legends, and we did the Mothman. And it became a running joke because the statue was so fit. And I said, you know, my son and I went to um, West Virginia, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, and I touched the statue's ass. And then it became suddenly the aura (laughs) in the room (laughs) changed. And then, you know, because I can't shut up. And then I said, and I touched Sylvester Stallone's ass, too. And then I had this to lady just went to work that day. All she did, all she did, was get out of bed like any other day and go to work. And this man, this grown man, walked into her place of business, where she's just here to collect a paycheck. And word vomited to her about the many asses that his hand has caressed. Yeah. And then I had to go into the whole story of how I touched Sylvester Stallone's ass and that it wasn't actually Sylvester Stallone's ass. It was a statue of Sylvester Stallone and that didn't help. And then the other guy that was working the counter, he was like, well, you know, at least, you know, it's not like you're touching it IRL. And I was like, yeah, so there you go. So I can't go to that. This was the this was the same dispensary that Ruben and I went to when we were up there. Yes. Mm hmm. I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna come up with some batshit crazy story and I'm gonna go in there and tell the same story I'm gonna be like oh yeah it's, <laughs> I, t- I touched an alien's ass in uh, R- Roswell <laughs> anyways back on track so so yeah so the, pro- the concept came from studio president Satoshi Chijari's childhood fascination with finding and catching cool bugs you have got me so <laughs> fucked up right now because this story really is so wholesome. But we just had to go on a whole tangent about grabbing ass. It's fake ass. It's not real. I don't know if that's <clears throat> respectful. <laughs> so Tajari founded Game Freak not long before the release of Nintendo's Game Boy. While considering what kind of game his fledgling studio would develop for it, he, leaned, he learned it would include a link cable. Now, sometime later, Tajari, or Tajiri remembered an incident while playing Dragon Quest II, an RPG for the NES, which is, I beat Dragon's Quest then, 1 back in the day. Yeah, um, I, I did forget. Um, this portion that you're reading right now, um, that's directly from uh, the Wikipedia article. Mo- most of this was... Uh, just me researching and regurgitating information. Um, but the section you're reading right now is directly from the Wikipedia. I took um, quite a bit of inspiration and information from a YouTuber that did a video on this called uh, Mr. Gigi. Oh, uh, God, I that love was Mr. Gigi. Yes, dude, that video was so fucking good. He's, he had a full him. fucking 50 minute breakdown on this subject and it was phenomenal he also had yeah. the best gamer sups ad break i've ever seen in my life <laughs> um and there was also there is a paragraph later that comes directly from a conspiracy theory website that uh i 
can't remember the name of. Uh, good, I still have it open. Is from uh, CapilanoCourier.com. And I also took one section directly from uh, Snopes, just to be upfront about where all the information for this came from. All right. So, uh, Tajiri remembered an incident while playing Dragon's Quest II, an RPG for the NES. The game features randomly appearing items of varying rarity, including an extremely rare item called Mysterious Hat. Tajiri did not encounter any, while Ken Sujimori, who was also playing the game, encountered two. Upon recalling this experience, Tajiri realized that the cable now made it possible to transfer things from one cartridge to the other. He noted that, until then, the game link cable was only used for competing, but not for anything else. Combining this inspiration with his memories of catching insects and other small species, Tajiri's idea would eventually evolve into a virtual recreation of his boyhood experiences and an attempt to, quote, regain the world that he had lost. He would later state that the game represents the story of a boy's summer day. From there, we know the broad strokes. Pokemon would become a trading like, card game. Isn't so that that was the end of um, that was the, the end of the Wikipedia portion. No, but isn't it so wholesome? Yes. Mm-hmm. Although I really like, want to know so where cute. the collecting bugs turned into the virtual dogfighting aspect of the game. Now, my my source on this information is uh, Ruben. He said it was a relatively popular thing that uh, young Japanese boys would do, where they would like catch bugs and then put them in like a little bowl or something to fight. I, yeah, I think he said that during the the episode we were talking about last week or whatever. Yeah, it was. I I think so too. I couldn't find anything about that, but you know, I generally trust Ruben. Yeah. Um. So yeah, from there we know the broad strokes. Pokemon would become a trading card game, a manga, and an anime within the first few years of its release, eventually leading to the initial wave of Poke Pokemania. Pokemania. I will reach to this phone and slap the shit out of you. That's pokey. That is the <laughs> word that the news used. So not long behind its release in so many mediums, Pokemon would also be released in the most prestigious form, a satanic conspiracy theory. And uh, that is that is in that order, by the way. It was uh, video games, trading cards, manga, anime. Okay. Or, I'm sorry. No, it video games. That's how you have it written. Manga, trading cards, anime. Oh, then you wrote it wrong in the script. Well, I blame the writer. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, me too. So in 1999 in Colorado Springs, Colorado, a children's pastor named Mark Juvera or Huvera. I don't know. Fuck him. He doesn't deserve okay. to have it pronounced correctly. He's uh, a fucking weirdo preached a sermon about the evils of the new fad, stating that Pokemon encouraged children to see themselves as superior to God himself as Pokemon masters. He also Yeah, you stated, like that I capitalized that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he also stated that he was appalled to see their association with witchcraft, citing a singular Pokemon that does not exist named Abracadabra. During the sermon... Which, Pastor of course, Mar- my, my fellow Pokemaniacs know that there are two separate Pokemon named Abra and Kadabra. Right. Uh, and Abra evolves into Kadabra and then Kadabra evolves into Alakazam. But this motherfucker was like, there's a Pokemon called Abra Kadabra, which is witchcraft words. <laughs> okay. He's a so, children's pastor. Again, I will yeah. remind you. <laughs> so during his sermon, Pastor Mark allegedly produced a blowtorch and began burning Pokemon cars to the excited chance of burn it, burn it, burn it from his young congregation. Just to really drive it home, he also supposedly used a 30-inch sword to slice an action figure in two and brought out his nine-year-old son to rip the arms and legs off a Pokemon plushie while the other children chanted, chop it up, chop it up, chop it up. Pastor Mark would later say that we, this was We love religious fervor. Oh, we do. Yes. Pastor Mark would later say that this was exaggerated and clarify that he only singed the cards with a soldering iron and smacked a stuffed toy with a fake sword. Don't don't change it just because you weren't strong enough to cut a fucking plushie in half. You weak fuck. (laughs) 
the church would also put forward. That's, I, I, I do, I do think um, uh, that that's information that I got from the Mr. GG video. Um, he had found uh, an original like Denver Post article because the the church was in Colorado Springs, and the right. Denver Post had an article about it. But it looked like the Denver Post had. Uh, gotten pretty sensational about the whole thing yeah and yeah i i genuinely don't think the guy pulled out a a real 30 inch long sword and tried to cut an action figure in half and i don't think he took out a whole blowtorch but also it sounds weird to use a soldering iron to burn cards so yeah you know the truth is muddy yeah so the church would also put forward the reason for the sword's use was to quote, the way you come down against the powers of evil is with the sword of the spirit. We don't do things just for the sake of being sensational like the World Wrestling Federation, end quote. <clears throat> or the World Federation uh, of Wrestling. Nope. So. Yeah, the World Federation of Wrestling is what he wrote, which is not what it's called. Right. So the sermon that Pastor Mark preached that day was inspired by an essay he had recently read. Like we see with most wildly zealous writings that refuse to understand the media they're criticizing, the essay began very tame, pointing out schoolchildren being distracted from learning as they were busy trading Pokemon cards before eventually spiraling into the aforementioned discussion of elevating above the position of God. In this same essay, it was pointed out that children who browsed Pokemon websites would be advertised satanic toys. What satanic You're toys, love you this, ask? Don. You're going to love this, Don. Surely they must mean Hasbro advertisements for the deep, dark, magic, demon-summoning Ouija boards. Fools. Due to the Pokemon trading card game being owned at the time by Wizards of the Coast, these children were in danger of being exposed to none other than the granddaddy of all satanic games, you motherfucker. Fucking idiots, dungeons and fucking dragons. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't write it like that. I didn't write it like that. <laughs> Don looks been, actually upset. Because <laughs> I have been hearing this since I was a fucking kid. And I'm about I to know. be 50. This is. Oh, I know. Do they not? <laughs> I, I, all they need to do. All these assholes need to do is fucking go into a fucking Dungeons and Dragons session and look and say, oh, it's just a bunch of nerds playing rolling dice. Okay. Yeah. Seriously, nine times out of ten, you can't get enough people to roll fucking Dungeons and Dragons games anyways, so you definitely wouldn't have enough to summon a motherfucking demon. <laughs> I, uh, God, I actually I had the... People the great honor of uh introducing my friend nick uh kara who did our current logo her husband nick uh he had never seen the dark dungeons chick tract oh my god (laughs) so i i got the the great honor of uh showing that to him last night that was fun A standout line in the essay is, quote, Obviously, Ash didn't understand the supernatural powers he had confronted. Neither do most young Pokemon Pokemon fans today. Unless they know God and his warnings, they cannot understand that forces that have captivated children around the world. So following Pastor Mark's... I'm getting pissed. Uh, Again, uh, credit to to Mr. Gigi for this information, because I could not find the full essay myself uh but he had a bunch of excerpts from it in his video which i highly recommend it's called um i think it's called have you you seen that whole video yeah that's actually what inspired me to do the the initial midweek was i saw that episode oh really gotta do that yeah very very underrated video yeah i think i watch a mr gg video like every other night nowadays before i go to bed yeah he had a, he has like almost a million subscribers, but that video has like less than five hundred thousand views. It's called "The Demonic Hysteria of Pokemon" by Mista GG, M I S T A space capital G G. Yeah, I love. Uh, he's great. I especially like his uh, bad content pong. You ever watch any of those? No, I actually I have maybe like listened to a couple of his videos idly. 
before, yeah. but that was the first time I ever like sat and actually watched one of his videos. I subscribed to him. Yeah, his bad content pong series is pretty good. He sets up a beer pong table, and, nice. and every every time he does it, the rules change. Initially, it was whatever cup the ball lands in. He's got to there's like bad TikTok or YouTube content on the back, uh-huh. and he has to do that. But then it changed, and if he misses after a certain number of misses, he has to drink. And if he misses X number of times, he has to do a shot. And eventually, he starts getting drunk while he's doing nice. it. Anyways, so following um, Pastor Mark's... There's actually... No, sorry. I, I, I got to run this idea. I got I to gotta throw it out to the wind. There is uh, another YouTuber that I watch called uh, Jarvis Johnson, where he on stream will do uh what he calls darman bingo do you, do you know who darman is no and so he's a guy on youtube that does these like awful awful life lesson videos right. and it's not like the lessons are bad they are just like 80s after school special bad <laughs> wait a minute i think i do know who that is yes I, you do I, yeah i I do. Yep. I know he, yeah, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. So Jarvis Johnson does, has this game that he does, uh, with his live stream audience where they play bingo with Darman videos. And he has like a couple of different boards and they'll have things like iPad kid. So if the video features a kid with an iPad, then, uh, that's one of the spots or, um, because the videos have gotten to the point where they're so predictable that he can have a bingo card where there's a winner on every single episode of Darman. <clears throat> yeah, I it's, think and I, know I would love to do that with like god awful horror movies. I think that would be hilarious. Uh, I think I know Darman because of Mr. Gigi's bad content pong. Because I think one of the bad contents yeah. he did one time yeah, was probably. Darman. Yeah, they're awful. So- they're awful, awful content. <laughs> So following Pastor Mark's publicized sermon, many other pastors would risk pulling a muscle, reaching for reasons to call the sensational new franchise a tool of the devil. Among the most popular laugh out now is the Prophecy Club's televised sermon, which includes such classic hits as Pikachu's tail being a demonic symbol or just a lightning bolt. Not even the pastor could seem to decide. This is the pastor with the mullet that you were talking about. The The most glorious mullet I have ever seen in my life. It puts Mike Warnke's mullet to shame. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot about Mike Warnke. Yeah, we talked about him in like the commercial for Satanic Panic and never really talked and about him. And then we never did an episode about him. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so the Prophecy Club sermon also asserted that Mewtwo's signature pose was of a Satanic origin and that the series was also sexualized, pointing out that Poliwhirl has a spiral on its chest, which is a symbol of male fertility, and that Misty wears shorts and a crop top. Also on the docket for discussion here was the lack of gender roles displayed by Jesse and James, along with the fact that their schemes often involve cross-dressing. Now, ironically, if those preachers had cared to do any genuine research, they would have found out that the that one of the early manga features ish, featured issues that were, in Josh's words, fucking lewd as fuck. I want to let you guys in on a little secret. There have been several. Uh, I'm I'm crediting Mother's Basement on YouTube for giving me this information. There are several different Pokemon uh, manga series that have come out. Now, there was one of them uh, that existed like before the Pokemon Company. It, it, it this particular run of manga ended in like 1999, right when these preachers were really uh, catching wind. Why are you? Sh- you're shaking a Bob Ross bobblehead at me. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to talk about. That's Bob Ross. He's agreeing with you. I, I agree. With oh, okay, great. That's great. I agree with your Thank happy you. little Thank story. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> um, there was one of them. I can't remember the name of this particular one, but it routinely like had to be sent back and redrawn because this man was experiencing previously thought impossible levels of horny for every single character that he drew 
and they had to do things like he he had a he had a character who just uh basically had pokeballs on, on her tits um okay they they said that that wasn't allowed for brand association so they had to send that back for redrawing um but i ash and misty canonically fucked in a bathtub in the manga okay aren't they kids it's real japan <laughs> okay <laughs> uh i i think i think they're a few years pass in in that manga series but not only that but ash writes a letter home which uh jesse and james who are now together uh and pregnant with a kid deliver a message to ash's mom and dad in which he brags about fucking misty in the bathtub but they're worried about the fact that misty wears shorts and a crop top yeah okay yeah, and isn't that the guy that also said that it was in Mewtwo has three fingers and that's the sign of the devil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he said Mewtwo is always uh, with his left hand out, which I assume is because left hand, left path. hand path magic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and because Mewtwo has three fingers, he is perpetually in the, the devil horns. Yeah. Even though the devil horns is technically two fingers, it's I love you is three fingers or. But yeah, but the, the third the third one is always down oh, here. So, okay. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If you only have three fingers, what the fuck pose are you supposed to do? I, I, I guess with your right hand in the air, you know, like being towards God. So that probably oh would have been OK. okay. So another piece of low-hanging fruit for these love for those looking for reasons to call Pokemon unchristian is the major role that evolution plays in the series. Now, setting aside the fact that Pokemon can involve evolve multiple times inside a single lifespan, and the process bears effectively no resemblance to the actual theory of evolution, they the simple use of the word has was enough to see Pokemon banned in many a religious household. So jumping forward Which a few I, years, I have. I had so many friends when, so I went to part of my like elementary and middle school in Alabama, like podunk nowhere, Alabama. There were so many kids at my school who would, uh, there, there were some that would be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not allowed to watch Pokemon because, uh, my parents say it promotes evolution. But then there were some who would be the ones asserting that Pokemon promotes evolution and that that's why nobody should watch it. Like, it was wild. I'm glad that my family was Christian, but they weren't that kind of Christian, you know? Right. My dad believed that God was an alien, but that's neither here nor there. Um <laughs> So jumping forward a fair few years to 2012, the following hoax article would be published to the gaming website Play For Real. In a rare interview with Pokemon creator Satoshi Tajiri, he admits that the games were created as a backlash against his Christian parents. He also says that the games are tailored toward an anti-Christian sentiment or, or Satanism. The interview, conducted by Time, about the continued success of Pokemon series, took a sharp left turn when Tajiri was asked about the inspiration for the games. The following is an excerpt from the interview, which is fake, right? Yes, yeah, this okay. is all fake. Uh, what what you just read is already part of the fake article that came out. Gotcha. Okay. So Tajiri says, yes, Pokemon is essentially the correct answer towards life, not Christianity. Everything presented in the game is the opposite of what Christians may believe. Some have said that the game promotes voodoo or magic, and I agree in the sense that there are many things that occur in nature that are unexplainable. Furthermore, the violence in the games is unparalleled. It may not show up in the actual graphics, but the brutality is made especially explicit in the po- Pokédex entry. What the fuck is a Pokédex entry? The Pokédex? So the Pokédex is uh, the little basically like a blackberry phone that all pokemon trainers have and when you find Uh-oh. a pokemon you could you could hold your your blackberry camera up to it and uh it would tell you the name of the pokemon the the type it would, it would give you a bunch of information gotcha. about the pokemon okay. all right 
uh, and the nature the goal of- the goal in gotta catch them all was not necessarily to catch one of every type of Pokemon, but at least to put them into your Pokédex to encounter every type of Pokemon. Although, really, gotcha. you you did want to catch them all, but right, you know, if you just got them all into your Pokédex, then you were happy. So, Time Magazine answer or asks: So, those who say that the game is anti-Christian are correct. Tajiri says, I suppose so. I mean, some could say that the game supports Satanism. I don't officially celebrate it, but I can't understand why people would be attracted to it. Now, despite the fact this fake article very clearly existed to satirize the demonization of Pokemon, it resurfaced in 2016 with the release of Pokemon's biggest addition to the franchise in years, Pokemon Go. With modern times coming slightly more modern with (laughs) with modern times come slightly more modern conspiracies. One more wholesome conspiracy says that the American government had teamed up with Japan in order to trick Americans into exercising more frequently. The most notable conspiracy is that Pokemon Go was intended to allow governments to collect more highly detailed map data of local areas using the game's augmented reality feature to trick users into showing video footage of areas they were baited into using rarer Pokemon spawns. The fuel for this um, particular. This is the, <clears throat> this is the section of the script that I got the information from. Uh, Capilano Courier, and um, this upcoming segment of it is taken directly. Okay, the fuel for this particular conspiratorial fire was the fact that John Hankey, founder and CEO of Niantic, the developer and publisher of Pokemon Go, previously worked for the U.S. government in Washington. Uh, Hanky also happened to be the CEO of a company called Keyhole. You're welcome. Which was acquired by Google in 2004. Keyhole under Hanky's authority. I just see a little piece of poo now. Thank you. Under Uh Hanky's authority was responsible. uh, Keyhole under Hanky's authority was responsible for the development of the technology that led to the creation of Google Earth and Google Maps. The funding for Keyhole's mapping project and technology, which Gawker pointed out, came from InQtel, an American venture capital firm whose goal is to provide information and support to intelligence agencies within the U.S. Pokemon Go is, of course, not immune to the satanic variety of conspiracies. Given the way that Pokemon establishes local community landmarks like historical sites, parks, and churches, some pastors insisted that it was a ploy to put digital demons directly inside their house of God. However, I hate people, reiterating that these people never have any idea what they're talking about, the game doesn't work that way at all. A Pokemon occupies an area as large as half a mile, and anyone within that area has the opportunity to catch them. And that's the end of the script. And yeah, you know, it's. I thought we were going to get a lot more Pokemon discussion uh, right. with Ruben, so this is going to be a, a a really short one. Sorry, I was an adult when Pokemon started, and yeah, well, grow up you know, it. it's yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for you. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, but, that's that's not like that's not like a. I mean, Pokemon is for everyone but you were not the the target audience at the time um that's another thing that uh mr gg talks about in his video about it where he's like he can't blame his mom for thinking that pokemon was satanic when he was a kid because you know it was just this thing that came out of absolutely nowhere um pokemon red and blue they changed green to blue for the united states release i don't think that actually released until either late 96 or early 97 in america um so in the span of two years it went from a thing that legitimately did not exist to every kid in america is obsessed because all of the the trading cards the games in the anime all released inside of two years right and kids fucking loved it the the characters were cute it featured young 
characters that kids could relate to that were going out on their own, having fun adventures without parents around. And then it it got transitioned perfectly into real life with the trading card game. Right. So it just blew up like crazy. And anytime something like that blows up so quickly, you're going to have people who are going to try and ride its coattails of popularity. And I think that's where all of these wild sermons come from. It's just, it's a crazy new popular thing. It's the same way they do it now with like every song that mentions the word devil. Yeah. Regardless of context, if it's popular. And now the new thing is Starbucks. Starbucks is satanic. Yeah, Starbucks is satanic every couple of years. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it also, with Pokemon being so popular, it fed into the same thing that I, when I was a kid, it was collecting Star Wars collector's cards or E.T. Or, yeah. you know, when you're, the big movies came out, there would be a set of cards and you would go out you get that nasty ass stick of bubblegum. Baseball cards was the same way. You get that nasty yeah. ass stick of gum and you would get a bunch of cards and some of them you had already and some of them you don't. And everybody, it's that's that whole sense of completion that you have to have. And if a game, literally the logo or the the motto or whatever it is, a Pokemon is gotta catch them all. So exactly, which was a it, beautiful piece of marketing, right? So I mean, my again, my dad thinks God was an alien, but my parents didn't freak out. Because, you know, I every time we went to the grocery store or the convenience store, I begged them to let me get a thing of Star Wars trading cards. Yeah. It, and again, again, I hate people. I hate people so much. Uh-huh. And I mean, there there were some some things that fueled the fire for this quite a bit, too. Like, when kids get obsessed with something, they get obsessed oh, with yeah. something. They their entire personality, their every waking minute becomes about this thing. And, you right. know, like for me, when I was a kid, that shit was RuneScape. I went hog wild about RuneScape when I was like nine years old. Right. For me, it was He-Man. Sure. And Star there Wars. It, and it happens to every kid. But then suddenly you have something that's so universal as Pokemon it's happening to every kid all at once out of nowhere and when you get people who already are like primed to believe that something supernatural might be happening at any point in time when they suddenly see every kid under the spell of Pokemon it's not surprising that they're going to jump to it being demonic or supernatural they already want to believe that on a daily basis so when something that big happens that's where the credit's gonna go the worst thing is pokemon go i remember it was more adults being dragged into pokemon go yeah well it was nostalgia bait in a big way but but in in the in the late 90s and early 2000s you did have like a couple of news stories that would come out here and there like one of the really big ones was uh there was a teacher who was trying to have class and the kids being kids all into pokemon they were passing around pokemon cards i guess like one kid had a a deck of cards that he wanted to show to everybody and they were passing it around the class so she waited for it to come around and uh i think this was actually in florida Uh, When it came back to the kid, she walked up and she took the deck of cards and that kid stood up and punched her in the fucking face. This was like (laughs) an elementary school child. Right. And so something like that hits the news. Yeah. And then we're like, oh, well, it's definitely a spell that these children are under. It's not just that somebody did a shit job raising their kid. And I I guess uh, when the kid, like talk to his dad later this is according to mullet man mind you when the kid talked to his dad later the dad asked why he did it and he said because she tried to take away my powers right of course because which it's is, not that the kid could have possibly got some stupid shit that an eight-year-old would say right yeah 
<sighs> and that was a, a big like point of all of it too was that like there were all these stories coming out about how teachers couldn't keep control of their classes because the kids were uh, so into this thing that they weren't paying attention. Don, right. when you were in elementary, middle school, what was the thing in classrooms that you were all paying attention to instead of your teachers? Jesus Christ, dude. I barely remember yesterday. Um, Every generation had something like this. Yeah, I'm trying to remember back to my elementary school days. I know in, in, in middle school, for me, it was girls. But uh, Well, sure. Uh, that's that's uh, all middle schoolers. <laughs> um, I honestly can't remember. And, it, and it's not that I'm saying there wasn't something. I just I can't remember what it yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, because that's we didn't fair. really take our He-Man and He-Man and Star Wars figures to school. Maybe GI Joe. Maybe. Yeah, that was big. Uh, when I was see, a it's kid. it's always it's always some kind of toy like that. Right. That's big yeah. at the time. Um, in Mr. Gigi's video, he talks about how uh, at his school it was Mighty Beans. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah, they all fight, they would bring their mighty beans to school and they would get in trouble because they still had them out after they came back from lunch. And right. so the school was threatening to uh, ban mighty beans because that was a big thing that people were like schools are already banning these because they're evil or whatever. But so I in remember- my school it was something even stupider than that. A couple of kids uh went on the internet and learned how to make uh, the little paper spinners. Yeah. It was, it was like an origami thing where you could fold a piece of paper into a a little spinner and then we would get colored pencils and shit and we would make designs on them that looked cool when they spun. Right. Uh, That blew up at my elementary school so big that uh, they were making announcements about how that was now outlawed at the school. There were, there were no more spinners allowed at school. But it's always something. It just happened to be Pokemon. See, I remember when my brother was 13, so this would have been 95, like just before you uh-huh. were born, uh, it was Pogs. I don't know if you remember Pogs. I know of them. Yeah, that was the big thing when my brother was in middle school. But yeah, I yeah, it's different for rem- generations. And sometimes it's different from school to school because, you know, my school, we were also trading Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and uh, hell for a minute there. There were some WWE trading cards that got real big at my school, but right. none of those things ever got called satanic. No, but <sighs> so there we go ladies and gentlemen we came in like a demon and we're leaving like a demon again um (laughs) so one final dip of our toe and i'm sure it won't be the last time we talk about satan oh no that that dude's got his leathery little claws and everything um still have to talk about mike warnke oh yeah we'll wait further down the line with that one we'll 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 give it a minute yeah (laughs) (laughs) um however uh, we're going to start the new year like any true crime podcast we're going to be doing um, going to be doing a serial killer I've already got that set for next week we're going to be doing the nice. Axeman of New Orleans hell yeah so um, uh, and- patrons keep an eye out uh, I'm going to be getting with Sharknado 3 and Devotions Will Wiley here pretty soon for uh a dramatic reading by the artiste himself of Leah Sublime. Oh yes, cannot wait. So and that's that's gonna be fun. Yeah, patrons will uh, get access to that. Uh, coming up here pretty soon, probably right after the holidays are over. Um, I'll get with Will, and we're gonna record that. And I have plans. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this, to I will have a. Uh, audio of me watching the glorious Christmas movie that is Feeders Slate Feeders 2 Sleigh Bells um, I tried to do it last night and I flew too close to the sun and uh, <laughs> couldn't really focus <laughs> fucking so. the marijuana Icarus over here <laughs> 
Well, it's just, I usually take uh, a gummy, and I know how a gummy makes me feel. But uh-huh. last night, instead of a gummy, I used my cart, my vape pen. I'm not used to the vape pen, and I don't know uh-huh. what the, the, the dosage is. And I, I dosed a little too high. And that slight difference in altitude from from here to there <laughs> will get you to yeah to the point that although Brandon you're you're in. adjusted to the altitude now it's been quite a while yeah I'm just not adjusted to using a vape just like I'm sure the first time yeah. I ever because I want to get one of the once our plant babies are grown Ethan has a thing that you actually just put the flower in and it's like a it's like a vape pen. But it uses the flour. It carb decarbolizes. Yeah, it's a the it's a dry herb vape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to get one of those so we can just use a flour and not have to worry about getting the oil and everything. Yeah, and I'm sure that that'll be a different effect for me too. But yeah, um, dry herb vapes are kind of weird. I didn't like mine. Yeah, well, we'll see. So hopefully, by the time you hear this, if you are a ten dollar patron or higher, uh, there will be audio for you. The the movie is on YouTube. I watched it last night, and uh, I'm pretty sure there were no ads, and I don't have ad-free YouTube because, fuck, I'm not paying more money. I don't give a shit. Um, but so, yeah, uh, you guys so, yeah. can just sync that up with Don's audio, yeah, and, and I'll explain. Get his explain basically riff track. Yeah, yeah, I'll be riff tracking feeders too. Although I will say, seventy-five percent of it will be just me giggling maniacally. At the stupidity <laughs> of it, I've watched the movie three times <laughs> there, now, and I, st- I still giggle at all the same spots. It is that ridiculous. Oh yeah, there was but, that one night in the Discord that everybody was just <laughs> eating it up as you were sending videos of uh, yourself giggling to. Uh, yeah. wh- which movie was it? That was Feeders Two. That was the same movie. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. So. That if if you are in the Discord, you know roughly what it's going to sound like. Uh, that that like I said, that'll be for the ten dollars and up. And because I now have a job and I got a lot of time to think, uh, I have something that I think I'm going to try to do um, for the patrons. But I don't want to show my hand just yet. So, anyways, oh, yeah. if you have stayed this long through our ramblings, thank you so much for listening. Uh, go follow us on Discord or go to Discord and join the Discord. I mean. Yeah, join the Discord. Um, it's uh, we've gotten a few new people. Yeah, we've gotten a couple new people. Um, we're more. It's more active there than Facebook. I still make memes and announcements on Facebook, but as far as one-on-one communication, we tend to do more on Discord. Josh actually answers Discords um, as opposed to every other fucking form of tr- social media, unless you yeah. leave him a hamburger like he's fucking wimpy from the Popeye series. Um, <laughs> I would gladly pay you do thing. Uh also uh I'm desperately, desperately trying to get on top uh and it sounds dirtier than it is of the whole TikTok thing. Um I've got videos backlogged, I've got to to get them going. I'm trying to make TikTok a more um frequent thing. Um I would like to get to the point where we can do lives on TikTok. Figured that would be kind of fun that we can interact with people more. Uh, I'm not learning another fucking social media, so I'm not going to Twitch. Um, if anything, I, Ruben and I will do Twitch. I'm still trying to get Ruben to play a really shitty horror game with me on Twitch. I think that'll be fun. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, if you haven't already, go over to TikTok, uh, like uh, follow us on TikTok because you got to have like a thousand followers to be allowed to go live on TikTok. So if you haven't already, yeah, go over to TikTok, like us there or follow us there. Um, If you could, I, I still we've been doing this two years now. I still don't understand Podbean's algorithms. Um. If you haven't followed us on Podbean, go to podbean.com, find our show, and just follow us there. Literally, the only thing that happens is that you get notification that we have a new episode. You don't get inundated with um, pop-ups or notifications. It literally lets you know, hey, they released a new episode. That's all you do. But apparently, the followers on Podbean count as well. And to this and day... Of, I, of course, Podbean is our, our main... Yes. distributor 
So yeah, they're our hosting s- platform. If you've ever sat through our ads and actually listened, it's podbean.com forward slash two towns over dot podbean.com. Yeah, that's yes. the one. So, yeah. So that's just the general housekeeping, trying to get this shit going because I cannot be a produce clerk forever. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, um, I don't have any housekeeping. I'm going to try and get the the second episode of the the One Piece podcast that we did edited. Oh, you sent it to me. I still got to get Honestly. Well, the, it's, uh, whichever one of us gets to it first, you know. <laughs> but there's really no point in editing the second episode if you guys haven't done the rest of the series. Well, you know, one step at a time, Don. It's yeah. we're <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Uh huh, and then it'll be something else when the next one comes out. It'll probably be a second playthrough of Baldur's Gate Three. I'm not gonna lie to you; the game is so fucking good. <laughs> well, I've I I the week that it came out, I played it more than I worked hours at work. Yeah, I'm I'm going to get a copy of Minecraft because that a helps copy me of Minecraft. Well, you know what I mean. I, I'm not fucking downloading shit in this godforsaken <laughs> hell zone of internet that we live in. We I, I didn't oh I didn't tell you guys. Um so on the twelfth of December, um we couldn't watch anything on TV, nothing would download on our phones, and I called HughesNet, which is our internet provider, and it says, Oh, you've reached your limit for the month. And I'm like, that's not. They didn't have an work. unlimited package. They do, but after, oh no, I'm sorry, they don't, because the next option was we had 100 gig, and apparently that's not enough for anything. Yeah, so your option was, uh, you could buy tokens. And oh my that, god! That could cost you anywhere from nine dollars to seventy-five dollars. And so I said, well, what's the next step? And they said it's 200 or 200 gig. And it was like $50 more. And I was like, fuck, we're going to have to do that. So, but yeah, Jesus so now I'm, I'm scared as hell. Anytime I, I turn my Xbox on and it says update available, I'm like, I, do I need this update? Can I still play this game nope. without this update? So yep, as long as you play it offline. And I would. And that's why I just need, I need some, because like you with uh, Far Cry, you said earlier, I get burned out. And that's why I haven't gone back to Valhalla for a while. Yeah. Is I just got burned. Because I did Origins, Black Flag, and then Valhalla, like all at the same time. Yeah, that's Assassin's Creed burnout. Yeah. So that's why I went to Far Cry 6. Uh, I played Dead Island first and beat that already and Uh, went to Far Cry 6. Like me. Like me, you are a sucker for the Ubisoft formula. Yeah, I know. But, um, but yeah, just there's something about Minecraft. I just I don't care about playing with all the creatures and and all that. I just go to creative and just fucking build. terraform and just build yep. or move rocks, and it just it makes me happy. And I think I got a one hundred dollar gift card from Amazon or for Amazon from my in-laws. I think I'm just going to do nice. that and get yep. Minecraft for my Xbox and zone out. But until that happens, right. uh, I will continue to be stressed out and on edge. And you guys don't need to know any more about that. So once again, <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we do appreciate each and every one of you as we come to the end of this year. Um, Every year we're getting better. And thank you for those who have been with us in the beginning. And we thank the ones who have joined us last week just as much. Um, it means the world to us that you listen. But to we us. thank the patrons more. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> you ever think? <laughs> they went above think... and beyond. They pay money. I know. I know. I know. But they invest some- in the content they love, and that makes them heroes. We need to come up with another like push 
item. Not t-shirts again, because that was just way too expensive for what we got out of it. Yeah. But we need to come up with another push item, something that we can send people and just have people join us at the $2 tier. Uh, you know, just we need to get this this going. Yeah. We'll, we'll brainstorm later and we'll take suggestions in our open Discord. Yes. And all the links to everything we talked about will be in the description to the episode. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.